Blue Wire. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh, here comes Bosa. The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode, this week's second episode, rather, of the Powder Blue Review. As always, I am your host, Michael Peterson. It is the off week for the Chargers. It is their week 12 bye. There is no football on Sunday. You guys will actually be listening to this on Sunday, so surprise, did this so you guys would have something to do that involves the Chargers. So we got a good show for you to guy, uh, today, guys, pardon uh, as always, though, first and foremost, follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z O N E T R A C K S. Follow the podcast Twitter handle at PB Review Podcast. And if you guys, again, aren't too busy, need something to do, want to get your chargers fixed, go on over to boltsfromtheblue.com. I am the deputy manager over there, and that is SB Nation's Los Angeles Chargers blog. Guys, today's show, uh, besides being brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast, is also brought to you by Untuck It Menswear. Shout out to them making this dream happen. And uh, it's a good show. You know, it's going to be on the shorter end. Usually the shorter or the second show of the week is on the shorter end. Uh, just some kind of, you know, short and sweet, you know, fills your needs without uh, overfilling you per se. But today, guys, we're going to be going over Essentially, a handful of offensive line prospects that I have my eye on, uh, that everyone should have their eye on, to be totally honest, all the way up until next year's NFL draft. Obviously, offensive line is a huge need for the Chargers this year, kind of showed, even with you know a draft pick spent on one, a third round pick spent on the offensive line, specifically at the offensive tackle this past season, or past draft, uh, you know, injuries happen. It's pretty much been the worst case scenario this season, but the worst case scenario is usually the most likely thing when it comes to being a Charger and being a fan of this team. So, obviously, Russell Kung dealt with a pulmonary embolism that kept him out uh, the first, I believe, eight games of the season. And then uh, Sam Tevy's been hurt the last couple games. Trent Scott, behind those two, obviously, Trent Scott and third-round pick Trey Pipkins are the only ones left. And that is not a offensive line, offensive tackle unit make. So... We've got to look at some other offensive tackles, and we need to look at them early. And often, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chargers double dip in that category come April. So, without further ado, guys, let's get into these prospects. The first prospect we have up today is Iowa right tackle Tristan Werps. He is a uh, true junior played uh very first day he stepped on campus he's from mount vernon iowa i know it's probably a town you guys haven't heard of the guy is phenomenal and that's not just bias for me being um, a university of iowa alumnus he's 6'5 320 pounds and honestly his frame looks maxed out and i don't know if you guys have seen you know what i'm kind of talking about when guys look maxed out and uh, essentially what that means is it doesn't look like he could add any more weight or else he's going to be just like I don't know it look awkward maybe you know um he's got such a good amount of uh good weight and such a lack of the bad weight that trying to tilt the scales in any direction is not going to be good essentially and if you guys 
haven't heard about you know the plethora of phenomenal offensive linemen specifically offensive tackles that have come through the University of Iowa and have found success in the NFL I mean just off the top of my head you've got Brian Bulaga right tackle for the Packers you have Riley Reef, the left tackle for the Minnesota Vikings. And we're just talking about O-linemen in general. You've got James Daniels, center for the Chicago Bears. You've got Marshall Yonda, a guy who I think didn't let up a sack for three whole seasons. Um, he's been a right guard for the Ravens for such a long time. Pro Bowl caliber, all pro, over and over and over again type of player. Like back in the day, you've got guys like Robert Gallery, who played for the Raiders and the Seahawks, was a top five pick way back in the day, was an Outland Trophy winner. Bulaga was an Outland Trophy winner. Um, and you've got a bunch of, you know, another handful of offensive linemen who may not be starting for NFL teams, but have stuck around and have played important parts as, as depth pieces for their respective teams. So just picking an offensive lineman from the University of Iowa already kind of sets you ahead of the curve. You know, the chances of a, quote, bust taking offensive linemen from Iowa early on in the draft is still fairly low. In general, guys, the guy is prototypical, and he has elite strength. Uh, I don't know if you've seen a video. Oh, I forgot to mention Brandon Sheriff, of course. This is another guy playing at an all-pro level, Pro Bowl level uh, right guard for the uh, pardon me, the uh, Washington Redskins. The guy is also amazing. And, and while Brandon Sheriff was in college still at Iowa, there was a video of him hand clinging well over 400 pounds several times. Well, at that point, that was phenomenal. I think Sheriff was on um, that guy's freak list for the freakiest, strongest, fastest, whatever college athletes call or football players, excuse me, in college in the country. Sheriff was on that. And Werfs was number one this year. He's hand cleaned over 450 pounds three to five times. And I don't know, hopefully you guys are aware of what a hand clean is, but essentially it's it's a, 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 an Olympic lift that works on lower body explosiveness. And obviously lower body explosiveness is huge for offensive linemen, getting in and out of their stance and snap, rolling their hips into contact against defensive linemen and plowing out lanes in the run game. So he is obviously phenomenally built strong everything you want he does have elite agility and body control for a man of his size again 320 pounds you look at pictures of him i mean if you're listening to this right now pull up a photo of tristan Wirfs. it's spelled w-i-r-f-s uh he is huge and he has arms the size of his thighs it is absolutely amazing just how huge he is and how nimble he can be at the same time to me he is an old school right tackle Mahler, you know, supposed to be better at the run game than the uh, the left tackle on the other side, but he still has the ability and athletic ability and just overall um, build of today's left tackle, and so I think it makes him a perfect fit for either tackle position. Honestly, if the Chargers want to go in that direction, he has played left and right while in college, and if further injuries do tend to pile up for the Chargers, Wirfs is a phenomenal pick. Following up Werfs, we have Georgia's Andrew Thomas. He's a left tackle. He is a true junior. Has also started every game since he stepped on campus in Athens. He is 6'5", 320 pounds, and just like Tristan Werfs, he is pretty much the prototypical offensive tackle for the NFL. He is pretty much, if you were to build an offensive lineman in a lab, what you want him to look like, that is Andrew Thomas. He looks surprisingly lean for a guy also at 320 pounds, holds the weight very well. His top 
trait to me is his short area quickness, which is essentially what you want in um, you know blindside protector in the left tackle who's going to be protecting usually um, the weak side of your quarterback. He is super long-limbed, but what I like about him is that he has the length needed, but when he's compromised and fully elongated, you know, uh, engages against defensive linemen, it doesn't compromise strength. He's super strong almost for no reason uh, at times where you think normal offensive linemen would be weaker. Um, He's been a starter since he walked on campus, like I mentioned. He is experienced. He has tons of experience, personally, for protecting immobile quarterbacks or just pocket passers in general. I don't know if you guys have watched a lot of Georgia film, but Jake Fromm isn't a mobile guy. He's pretty much a game manager, does most of his damage from within the pocket. And this is kind of what we want, you know, guys who are used to protecting their quarterback from, you know, whistle to whistle without having to worry about if his quarterback's starting to scramble or not. I know it's not something you usually look for in offensive tackles, but just simply because of who he's probably going to potentially going to be blocking for, you know, in the next few years, whether Philip Rivers stays um, for that long, for a Chargers fan, that's the type of quarterback or excuse me, left tackle that you want right now. He also looks for work consistently, which is another huge thing. Um, looking for work essentially means that when he's in pass protection and there's not an immediate threat within his cone, you know, his responsibility, that he will, you know, look left and right and find someone to go help, find one of his teammates to go help, maybe lay the wood on an unsuspecting defensive lineman. Those are some of my favorite plays, and I'm sure they are for you guys as well. Next up, we have Calvin Throckmorton. He is a right tackle, redshirt senior for the University of Oregon, stands at 6'5", 309 pounds. This guy has been phenomenal during his time in Eugene. So here's some stats just from uh, last season in 2018. He was the only offensive lineman in the FBS to start at four different positions in a single season. In 18, he started one at least one game at left tackle, center, right guard, and right tackle. He was Pro Football Focus's top offensive lineman in the Pac-12, top rated, and he didn't commit a single penalty in all 15 games he played in in 2018. Or excuse me, I don't think that's all in 2018, but at least the last uh, 15 games that went through 2018. Um, he's also allowed just one sack during a 31-game stretch of his career. And like I mentioned before, that position versatility is absolutely huge when it comes to playing for the Chargers. And honestly, if he were to get invited to the Reese's Senior Bowl, it's almost a wrap that the Chargers are going to look at him viciously and potentially draft him because there's several things the Chargers like. They like players who are seniors, experienced, go to the Reese's Senior Bowl and All-Star Games. And if you're an offensive lineman that can play multiple positions, again, because of the injuries that the Chargers are used to, they like guys who can play multiple positions. Obviously, they most recently drafted Pipkins, who was just a tackle, but before that was Scott Questenberry, a center guard. Um, before that, you're looking at, you know, Force Lamp, who played tackle but played guard in the NFL. You've got Dan Feeney, who was a right guard and right tackle in college, but also has played those or played left guard and center at the professional level. So in general, you guys can understand this, that the Chargers love versatility in the front five. So Throckmorton, Calvin Throckmorton, I know it's a little bit of a tongue twister, but that is definitely a name 
that Chargers fans should keep an eye on is now through the rest of uh, draft season up into the draft because he he's already painting himself as a perfect fit for the Los Angeles Chargers. The holidays are almost here and you know what that means. Gifts. And what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right. Unlike most brands, Untucket shirts are actually designed to be worn untucked. Untucket shirts always fall at just the right length, no matter his size. So he looks casual and sharp. And if you're a guy like me who is a rather on the large side, you know, former athlete, maybe weightlifter or something like that, shopping can be a real pain. Sometimes you got to go, let's just say a double XL for one thing and an XL for something different because one, you know, you fit the shoulders, but it's too loose in, you know, your midsection or, or it's vice versa. It's just a huge pain. So you know, whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style for your own, Untucket is the way to go. Visit Untucket.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. The next two offensive tackles I will be talking about are both from the University of Alabama. They are their right tackle, uh, Jedrick Mills, and their left tackle, Alex Leatherwood. Now, starting with Mills, you're looking at a 6'5", 320-pound man. He has 26 career starts, and his fun fact is that he hasn't allowed a sack in the entire 2019 season up to this point. The guy is a road grader. He absolutely outmuscles D. Lyman and dominates up front, and if you guys you know, the Chargers run game has gotten better. Obviously, with, with the switch up at OC, um, the run game has been better. But I just think the Chargers offensive line has been missing guys who are purely the type of road grader maulers in the run game that a lot of other successful NFL teams have. I don't think the Chargers have one of those people. You look at Dan Feeney, you look at Questenberry and Schofield and if we're being totally honest, guys, they're not the like the largest, most intimidating looking offensive linemen. In fact, to me, I think they're a little lean, a little small, especially in the upper body. Um, they don't strike fear in me, nonetheless, other opposing defenders in the NFL. Uh, that's where I think a guy like Mills could come in and be, uh, you know, a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Just a trendsetter can be um, kind of a guy to help the rest of the offensive linemen understand what it means to be, you know, the joy is one of my favorite quotes is, you know, I was a tight end, uh, blocking tight end for the most part of my career. And one of my favorite quotes from my offensive line coach was that there is no greater feeling than being able to move a man from point A to point B against his will. So that's the kind of mindset that I have when it comes to offensive linemen and, and offensive linemen that I would like to uh, play with or play on the team, you know, that I am a fan of. And I honestly just think Mills really does fit that uh, mindset. But uh, moving on to Alex Leatherwood, again, he's their left tackle. He actually played right guard, excuse my phone, right guard for the Tide in 2018. But he switched to uh, left tackle uh, this past off season, and he's done a phenomenal job out on the outside. He is 6'6", stands at uh, 310 pounds. Again, another really well-built, lean um, tackle. He has 25 career starts to his name. And through this season, has allowed just two sacks and three total hurries. Now, 
What I like about Alex Leatherwood is he's scheme versatile. He fits uh, zone run schemes. He fits power run schemes, gap schemes, and stuff like that. And good thing that the the Chargers do run a power gap scheme as well. They don't. They aren't a, a super zone heavy team. They pull their guards pull their centers and their tackles and do a lot of misdirection and stuff like that, which um, when you have the right offensive lineman, the right athleticism level for those positions, it can be a really good uh, scheme. He is athletic, but what I also like about him is that he doesn't have to rely on it. He's a big, strong dude. Um, So instead of, you know, just using his quickness and agility to get in front of defenders he has the raw strength and torque in his lower body to help turn defenders out of running lanes and uh in general that's huge it it allows your offensive lineman to um essentially not have to run around as much work as hard you know at least moving their feet wise to get in between their running back and opposing defenders so big fan of leatherwood um creates excellent torque like i said in the run game um scheme versatile again just a phenomenal pick and you know how the chargers like their versatile players now uh let's see i think i got two more here before we finish this thing up but this is actually one of my favorite one of my favorite prospects in the entire draft um, i'm not sure exactly how high he will go i don't know if he'll be a day one pick uh might be probably going to be a day two pick but it is prince tego wanogo the left tackle for the university of Auburn um, or Auburn University, pardon me if I got that wrong. This guy is probably the rawest prospect at the position in the entire NFL draft. He stands at uh, 6'7", 305 pounds. So again, very lean, very athletic guy. And again, like raw is the underlying theme uh, with this guy. And just before I, I go too far, yes, he is an actual prince. If you go on to his, his roster profile on Auburn's uh, the football site, it actually tells you, yes, he is the prince of blank. His uh, siblings are princes and princesses, and um, his parents are like, I think they might be called prince and princesses as well, or king and queen or something. I'm not entirely sure, but yes, prince isn't his name. It's actually his title. Uh, so again, with his him being super raw, he's got raw athletic ability, which again is high upside, but it also means he's super raw in his technique. So just some of the fine-tuned stuff, his... Um, his hand fundamentals, uh, he keeps them a little too wide. You want those things tucked in tight. You want your elbows almost connected to the side of your body, um, ready to rock. Um, his footwork needs a little bit of cleaning up. He opens his hips a little too quickly, giving up the edge and pass protection. But again, you're, you're banking on upside with this guy. And, and you know, the, the, the legend with uh, Wanogo is that he apparently, as a senior in high school, I think he was still upwards of like 265 270 pounds again being six seven and this guy pretty much could walk off a bus and run in the four sevens or something like that so absolutely phenomenal for a guy his height and weight i think he may still run uh, decently in the sub fives i think in the four nines even if he he gains a little more weight um he's just that type of raw athlete so uh that's that's an exciting name again to to look forward to in this draft cycle and finally, guys, we're going to finish this out with uh, Washington, the University of Washington's left tackle, Trey Adams. Now, this is a guy who could have been a first-round pick last year had he not gotten injured, I believe, in the first week of 2018 and lost the entire season. This guy is a mammoth man. He stands at 6'8", just under 330 pounds at 327. And if you remember last year, the right tackle for Washington was a guy named Caleb McGarry. He was a first-round pick of the Atlanta Falcons. Um 
this guy is pretty similar to McGarry. They're remember they were both six eight, huge, huge, tall, tall guys. He's tough and hard nosed, just like McGarry. The thing about uh, Adams that I like is even though he is tall, he's got a phenomenal length. He's adept at bending his knees, and, and I know that sounds very simple, but guys who are super tall, if you can't bend your knees, um, you know, low man wins, and so being 6'8 can be detrimental to the success of an offensive lineman, but if you have strong enough of a core and you bend your knees naturally enough, then you, you're able to minimize the drawbacks of your height. He's also an excellent finisher, and again, um, the best finisher in the NFL is Quentin Nelson by far. Everyone loves watching Quentin Nelson go to work and absolutely punish and pancake defenders. This is the type of player that Trey Adams, Trey Adams, pardon me, wants to be. He looks for work. Um, he's never satisfied. If he knocks a guy down, he's probably going to lay on top of him, deliver another blow, just to kind of demoralize the man in front of him, which is uh, you know kind of the game within the game uh, when you play in the trenches. The one thing that's a major flag, obviously, is injury concerns. He missed most of 2018, pretty much the entire season, and the Chargers already have enough injuries with their current players on the roster. So Trey Adams is going to be a guy that maybe might fall, and a team could get a bargain on him. But if his injury concerns tend to pop up, if his medical evals have any red flags whatsoever from now through uh, until the draft, then this might be a guy that the Chargers kind of pass on um, regardless of you know what kind of discount they may get this player at should he fall. And that wraps things up for today's show, guys. Really appreciate you guys giving this a listen. Really hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday. There's a lot of good football games to be played. Um, it's going to be, again, weird. We waited this long for the team's bye week, so we're so used to having football every single week. But you know, rest is rest. Maybe you get, you know, a break, do something fun, um, de-stress. Obviously, Sundays haven't been usually the best days for us Chargers fans. So do with it what you will, but enjoy it, relax, revitalize yourselves, and get ready for the end of the rest of the season. Earlier next week, um, when I do the first week, our first episode of next week, I will probably be pro- uh, providing more of a look at another draft position that the Chargers need to look at, whether that's, you know, cornerback two, whether that's, uh, you know, a third wide receiver, whether it's linebacker. Um, I'll probably go into multiple positions. We'll see um, what I'm feeling there. If you guys want to reach out on Twitter, again, at Zone Tracks, let me know what you guys would like to see most uh, position-wise for the next episode. Please feel free to do that. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, As always, guys, you know, five-star comment, review, Uh, Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. I want this thing to be as great as possible, and you guys play a big role in allowing me to do that. So do not be afraid to reach out. Let's start a conversation. But uh, go ahead and enjoy your guys' Sundays. Um, It's going to be a great day. Um, As always, much love. This has been Michael Peterson on the Powder Blue Review, and I will see you guys later this week.